I, I'm I'm pretty sure that I, I mean the statistic could be wrong, but I'm assuming that a majority of them probably brushed up their LinkedIn pages in hopes of, oh, I'm going to connect with people when I'm there. You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hi, uh, welcome to the show. This is Tom Young. I'm sitting here with Karen Bajwa here in San Francisco. Hi, Karen. How you doing? Hey, Tom. How's it going? Hey, we're in the uh, Le Meridian Hotel here in uh, the Financial District. We're here for the IBM Think Conference uh, out here in uh, Moscone Center. Uh, yesterday, you and I went over there, spent some time walking around. We got registered for the conference and uh, made some interesting observations, not necessarily unique to the IBM conference, but conferences in general. Yeah. Uh, there's 40, 50,000 people here. It's a, it's a lot, very well run. Uh, it's spread out over a couple city blocks in San Francisco. But as we were talking, uh, we made the observation, you know, over this podcast series around talking about experience, about the social dynamic and how that affects uh, conference attendees and that, how there's an opportunity to improve a conference experience by improving the social dynamic especially at the at the early outset in the registration so you want to just give your little thoughts on that yeah so i think um they had a great space uh, as soon as you came out of the registration hall that middle park area think park i believe right, it's called right. so they've got the tv screen set up there and i think what i noticed a lot was that people were hanging out there. There were a lot of people in that space, but there wasn't really a lot of interaction going on. Just let me describe the space a little bit. Yeah. So there's there's two main pavilions, uh, Moscone, um, I think it's north and south. North and south, correct. And then in between, it's maybe 150, 200 feet wide, and it's uh, uh, maybe 350 yards long. Yeah. And in that, they have... a. Uh, 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 um, a lounge a, area, lounge, outdoor. It's an outdoor, indoor, outdoor lounge kind of with a little roof cover, but HD screens, great sound, um, and so and they simulcast the keynote speeches in some of the different pavilions because everybody can't fit in, mm-hmm. and so it's a great place to watch a speech without having to go to the center. So, and it's, uh, all 4K video. It's really nice. Great sound. But not overwhelming, so you can have a conversation with people, but also pay attention and listen. Yeah. So it's a pretty, it's a great space. It's definitely a great space. Yeah. Um, so I think the the space is really good to sit down if you've got your laptop open um, and, and catch the keynote speeches. I don't think I think what the space maybe could do a bit better is while the speeches are not on, or um, even after one of the speeches finishes, um, have some either engaging dialogue around with the people that are there, uh, but some way to captivate and um, include the people to enhance the experience of already being there while you're hanging out outside amongst your peers, you know, a networking opportunity, et cetera. There's a whole bunch of ideas. So when we got there, the registration process is about as seamless as you can imagine. We walked in, just type your name in, and then it printed out a, um, your card in a few minutes, you just, and you're set to go. So as long as you pre-registered online, you can come in, you get your cards, no waiting in line. Uh, and and that, that, to me, was seamless, so they got the logistics down right. But as one of the things we were talking about as we planned this trip in terms of what we were doing, there's, there must be over a 1,000 uh, sessions around the, the few days here, and it's an overwhelming choice of things to go do. So it's, it's almost too much. There were 834 events on a single day, which is Thursday. 
So, and this, this event lasts uh, about what starts half day on Tuesday and finishes around noon on Friday. Yeah. So that is a lot of events. I think um, if they had provided the opportunity of saying, hey, this is the type of stuff I'm interested in. And then, you know, there's a list of, well, here's a 20 highly recommended topics for you to go and check out while you're here. And this is where they are on the map. Uh, that probably would have been a lot better versus fishing through the stream of stuff. So when we were at NRF and at Jacob Javits uh, uh, last month and then now here, so I don't want to, it isn't so much about this conference, but conferences in general. Yeah. The notion that you can be alone in a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, very fair. So you could walk into this place and it's packed. Lots of people all around the place and it's a beautiful venue. Um, seamless check-in, all the things we just talked about, but you could be alone in that crowd. And, and that's really where I think the opportunity exists to inculcate a social dynamic as part of the process. So rather than allow you to choose, and you're free to choose which ones you go to in most cases, they're not exclusive, is to make the choices for you and to say, you know, you're, this is who you are, go do this. And just get people started and it, 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 you know, the thing we talked about yesterday uh, was when you get invited to a party where mm -hmm. you may know one person, but you don't know most of the people at that party, you feel a little anxious. That makes that's a thing most people, I think, feel anxious about. Yeah. And until they get there and they meet people and interact a little bit, they don't feel comfortable. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. How do you, so how do you recognize that similar phenomenon at a conference where I can say, I want to have a social dynamic at the outset to make people feel comfortable so that they can enjoy the conference even more? There were actually no, other than people maybe tweeting on their own platforms, there was really no social, because we talk a lot about how can we leverage technology to enhance the experience. Right. So there were, there's at any of these conferences, there's really no um, social technology that's there to connect people who are in the <coughs> same vicinity. So w one of the things that came to mind yesterday, uh, and I'm just gonna use a personal example, is so Indian weddings. Now Indian weddings are multi-day events and people, it's, it's hundreds of people, obviously not thousands. But by the last event, which is the final wedding on day number four or five, most of the guests know each other. And a lot of times people make connections and have a much richer experience because they have been engaging with other people and meeting people along the journey of those four or five days. So let's, de let's deconstruct that a little bit. So you You've, you've been to several Indian weddings, I mm -hmm. assume, right? Yep. Um, how does it start out? Like, I mean, when you show up, you say that the, the people know each other at the end of it, but at the beginning, maybe not so much. How do you break that ice? So I think what th there is a clear host at play. So a lot of the times it's the family that's right. doing the hosting, but there is a a person that is connecting people initially and continuously introducing you. So you are forced to meet people. And then it's there are events that are set up where participation is required. 
And so you kind of get to, whether it's dance skits or, you know, other things that are going on, you, you get to, maybe you're a little bit embarrassed along the way, but you get to meet people and you have fun doing it. Yeah. So it pushes people out of their comfort zone. And then you also have the host piece, which I think is a very important aspect. So if they were to do that at a conference, uh, to me, you get you go through the badge process where you get you get badged up. But they, in order to do that, they would need some sort of an ambassador or somebody to uh, socially greet you and uh, welcome you personally, or the, if you're with a, another person or two people, uh, greet you and then acclimate you mm-hmm. uh, in a social context versus just saying, here's a map, go figure it out. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the sessions. Yeah, and I guess people could argue that, well, with 50,000 people, that's, oh, you can't do it. It's impossible. But I don't know. I, mean, I don't think it is impossible to do that at large-scale events. Add personalization. Uh, well, and I think it's a, you know, the, the, maybe the first reaction, you can't scale that. But I, I agree with you. That's a problem to be solved, right. not a problem to ignore. Yeah. I, I mean, one idea is, you know, what if there was a, a social platform that was just for guests and it showed you within, a, you know, 100 foot radius who's standing around you so that you can turn around and say, oh, my God. Oh, Jim, nice to meet you. I actually work in the same state as you. Yeah. Right. So, so there's a lot of opportunities there. But I think to yeah. me, to me, a conference that they have so much money invested here, there's millions and millions of dollars. Now, I went to um, a Gartner conference in Orlando, the IT Expo, and they have a similar amount of people, like, you know, tens of thousands, who, who knows how many people are there, but it's the same kind of thing. You can be alone in the crowd, you can literally walk through the venue, and unless you actually know somebody, yeah, we, you're gonna walk, you're gonna be alone in a crowd. Which is a shame, because if you think about the prep work of these attendees, I'm I'm pretty sure that I I mean the statistic could be wrong, but I'm assuming that a majority of them probably brushed up their LinkedIn pages in hopes of, oh I'm going to connect with people when I'm there. Right, right. But yet that connection is sometimes difficult to. So it'll be interesting to see if we can uh, uh, have some of those conversations with some conference organizers. We're 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 having some conversations with. People are running a music festival yeah. about how to improve that experience, but I think there's an opportunity here for people running large conferences that are um, uh, cold is not the right word, but they're not uh, embracing from a social perspective. Yeah, the human interaction piece. Right, pieces. the human interaction piece. So uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. they're uh, they they're running a women in technology uh, thing. And so now let's let's talk about this from a gender perspective. Sure. This is a technology conference, and it's probably heavily dominated by males. Is that? I mean, that's that's my observation. It's you agree? Very with that? correct. And yeah. the industry in general is mostly dominated by males. Yeah. So there's a, a push by Jenny Rometty, who's the CEO of IBM, who's a female, uh, to drive women in technology initiatives. Mm-hmm. So they're having a special for uh, the conferences. You know, conference admissions like. I think $2,000 or something like yeah. that. But on Thursday, it's $99 for women to be there for the day. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity. So we have you signed up for that day to see, you know, what it's going to be like. And I'd like you to, to go check that out. But what are your expectations uh, from a woman's perspective for this technology conference on Thursday? So I think, um, obviously, in society right now, there's a lot around diversity and inclusion as a big topic. Right. So it'll be interesting to see um, 
how they're addressing that. And, and maybe not so much from an HR side, because there's the business side of doing that, but more of a um, leadership and, you know, career development and stuff like that. And so it'd be interesting to see um, what the panelists, I think there's a couple of uh, sessions that are scheduled out on, on those topics specifically. Um, so how those play out. Also, um, even, uh, you know, some of the execs at IBM themselves, it's, it's their conference, um, just to hear at a large organization such as IBM, um, you know, their personal experience on those topics. Um, I think it's really interesting what they are doing. Obviously, society is, um, this is a very prevalent topic in society, so for them to plug into it seems a very natural thing to do, um, but it, it's good well, that they're doing it. When, when uh this isn't the first time people have tried to do more inclusive diversity side of women in technology, et cetera. It's, it's been an issue for many years that I've been working in the industry. But I think more often, well, I say too often, uh, the issue is simply about um, an uncomfortable inclusion, meaning that, oh, you can, just, you can participate too and, and, and say it, as opposed to if you just take, if you if you look at the diversity angle and you simply say, hey, um, lots of people are different, and people who are different from the 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 profile of the typical attendee at one of these things, it's not just including them; it is including them from their perspective on their terms. So it so if we say, hey, people are 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 different from different parts, whether it be a gender or other categories. Uh, how, how do we take that difference and, and, and expand what it means to discuss technology and business applications and society, et cetera, from those differences as opposed to simply saying we're including people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not just a check in the box, yeah. right, to include people because y you want that perspective because that perspective could be, you know, something we haven't heard before. And well, it, and, it, and it, it has a lot to do with opening up new markets and from a business perspective. So there's a financial incentive to get this right. Yeah. It's not simply saying, I want to increase female attendance by 20% by doing this. It's, I want to discuss technology so that it's more meaningful to women in general. I, mean, I think if you look at most of technology discussions and technology as a topic in general, right. uh, most of the audience is probably males. Um, however, there is a big, there's, you know, there's something called uh, Girls Who Want to Code that was started out here in Los Angeles, which has a huge community. So it just goes to show that you're right. There is a market out there that is probably interested in this topic. It's just how do you get that message out to them in a way where it's relatable? So the challenge I'll have for you for Thursday, uh, for that day, is to... to try to look at the interactions that you go to. You'll probably go to several events. Mm -hmm. You probably picked a bunch out. I saw you looking at the agenda. You have 832 to choose from. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I want to get a sense of where you s is to talk about the social dynamic mm -hmm. and, uh, and how it's and how we're not just including women by numbers, but including the female perspective and recognize the difference in a female persona in the context of technology and how we should be thinking about technology in business, in society, and in our lives. Definitely. Um, and it, it, I'll just part with, you know, if you take the retail sector, which technology focuses heavy on, most of the consumers of that are probably females. So, you know, on the 
user side, the user experience side, keeping females in mind is a big play from yeah. the technology piece that we want to get right. So yeah, very um, definitely very excited and looking forward to Thursday. Yeah, so that's great. So, uh, so this is our second day here. We're going to be checking in all week on this. We've done. Uh, we'll probably do a, a couple uh, uh, live video shots from there. We did a few yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we'll be checking in for the rest of the week. So, any other parting comments on this? No, but we are waiting for some sunshine to break through here. Yeah, it's uh, it's a. Uh, Again, <laughs> never thought it would be a flash flood warning here in San Francisco. That's uh, something I wasn't expecting. Uh, but we'll we'll figure it out. Yep. There's umbrellas, and uh, a lot of this is indoors anyway. So definitely. Uh, anyway, so let's check in later. Thanks very much. Sounds good. Okay. Talk to you then. Hey, this is Karen Bajwa. Thanks for checking out the show today. If you like what you heard, head on over to our website, rumjog.com. If you happen to be in the New York or New Jersey area, come check out our meetup called Digital Disruption. We cover topics like you heard today with a live audience. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media using the handle at rumjog. Talk to you soon.